Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Mosley, Aaron Sexton alongside Glenn Moore joining us now. We go from Baylor basketball to Baylor softball, and I got Glenn. It's good to it's good to visit with you, man. It's exciting. I got excited in December. They y'all put out a tweet sixty days away. Now it's like even I don't know. It's like thirty or something like that. And then the other day, unanimously, I like I like it when a Baylor player unanimously ends up on that uh, preseason uh, All-Big 12 team. How are you, sir? Are you making these players get out in this cold weather and work out? What's going on over there? Yeah, you're doing me a favor. I'm, my teeth are chattering. It's so cold out there, but they're just finishing up. Uh, I got up in the press box so I could find some heat somewhere. But uh, they're working. Yeah, working good. This is day number four, day four, and we had one yesterday. It was beautiful, but it's been cold. Yeah. What do you now? If you're as you're waiting for Mosley, who's was running a little bit late to call, do you uh, can you shout down there at him from the press box if you need to, or I guess you just have so many good assistants with Hoot and everybody that you can you can kind of lean on them and go up and and get in in some of the warmth but i mean now as you look down there what do we like how many folks do you have on, on the roster right now i mean that's a good cuz i got so excited you you know that that new group you have coming in uh it was great recruiting sometimes in football we have people show up early how does that work for softball does that do, do, do folks ever report early for duty or do they have to kind of do they generally, um, you know, wait wait until the uh, until the fall? No, we actually have them about the second week of July. Uh, our freshmen report in and start attending classes and lifting weights and conditioning and getting acclimated before the school year starts. So we've had the three freshmen have been in for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I think I was thinking about even the next group. I know what you're saying. Um, I was thinking like gray shirting and all of that. But the freshman, oh. yeah, the, the group we were so excited about that committed to you. But I, I think we're that would be a little early for them to show up. I just remember even being excited talking to you a few couple a few months ago at that group because, you know, you just never know. In this NIL world, in the portal world, are you going to be able to bring all your people back? Are you... You know, and there was—I remember there was one player you were waiting on, and then you got the great news later in the day that it happened. So it's—it's it's kind of fun to look at what you have now, coach, and then—and then think about what's on the way. And I'd have to say, in this time of transition in the Big 12, it really seems like you're positioned well. Like, it, it, I mean, with who you have coming in and what you already have right now. Do you feel, I, mean, I don't know if coaches ever feel secure, but it just it does seem like you all are in a great spot. I like where we are. We, we finally have, um, you know, a good, uh, good class of uh, seniors. Uh, last year we had one senior in Josie Bauer. The year before that we had two seniors. So that year we had three, up, uh, three junior and seniors. The rest were freshmen, sophomores. So we've been young for a couple of years. Now we're uh, hopefully we can capitalize on some of the, the experience these kids have had, but I think we're in a good spot. So, you know, with attrition, we're going to lose some talent after this year, but we think we have some ready to step in those roles and prepare the, the incoming freshmen to 
be ready to step up. And that's what you want. You don't want a freshman typically to come in and have an open position there. You'd like for them to have to beat somebody out or, um, you know, uh, have somebody that's ready to, to play that position when someone graduates. What did they, Glenn, what did they look like when they when they first arrive? Or is, it, is everybody a little rusty? Were you surprised at maybe how sharp they were? Obviously, you kind of got to, I saw some of these pictures and it showed there's somebody in a toboggan out in the outfield. Um, but, I mean, you know, I'm seeing some people kind of giving it their full deal. Like I was just seeing somebody throwing it across the diamond. I mean, it was there's some major action shots. Are, are folks taking such good care of themselves in the offseason that you really do feel like you can hit the ground running? What kind of what – what were those first couple of practices like? Yeah, I, I think, uh, Matt, that we came in relatively – in in relatively good shape we're certainly rusty from the fact that we haven't played together and just the chemistry of the game and you know so much of this game is played on the infield where you've got to rely on the person next to you and know what you're what's going on so all those things we're knocking off a little rust this is day four and we did enter squad with three defenses today and three offenses so um we got a lot better this week uh, but yeah, we we started off as we typically would. I think we further we're further advanced than uh, probably the, any team in the last four or five years. That has a lot to do with the leadership that we've had and the commitment from the upperclassmen to work in the off season or over the Christmas break. Okay, and I like the uh, D one softball. I like the preseason polls when they come out, and I want to see where the Bears are. And sixteenth in that poll. Um, there was a tie right in front of you. One of these teams will be heading into the conference next year, Utah. So it, it, isn't it kind of fascinating to kind of see the last year of Texas and OU, and we'll all wish them well, let them head on their way, number one and number five. But some of these new teams coming in are not exactly coming in hat in hand. These are good teams like that Utah team I just mentioned. But is that is that about what you expected, like 16th? I mean, I, or you feel pretty good about that? Because I, I do think last year you grabbed the attention of the national folks with, with a huge win over OU and then a late. Um, that sweep over Texas was big. Um, how, how do you feel about I mean, it? Just, it does seem like you, you probably have a little more of a target uh, on you this season uh, in terms of the respect level. Yeah, we definitely have that target. I I think probably it's so hard to tell right now, uh, and I know they have to rank these teams, but there's so many good teams out there right now. It's so hard to tell with who's healthy and who's not, and you're going to see a whole different team with all of our teams, you know, in a month and a half to two months than you are this first couple of week, weeks of the season. Uh, I thought it was a vote, a huge vote of confidence for Southball America to put us up near the top ten at yes. number eleven, and then we yeah. came in at sixteen in D one Southball. I'd say we're, you know, legitimately with what we know about it, I'd say we're a, we should be a top twenty five team, maybe maybe around the twenty mark. So both of those are pretty good marks when you look at the fact that uh, some of these teams that are really good are behind us right now and teams that we play in February. I mean, we open up with Tennessee number three in that poll, I think, and number two in the other. So we'll know, we'll know soon enough uh, where we deserve to be for sure. I'm surprised Tennessee didn't try to buy its way out of that series after what y'all did to them last year. Um, you remember you got that first one and I was, I was lobbying for you heading on out of town. And then I think you beat them again, as I recall, 
But, uh, yes, I should have used the Softball America. I always use the the highest ranking. Yeah, number number 11. I do like that one. In fact, that one has OSU three spots behind you at 14, Texas at 7. Um, so it is interesting. Sometimes the coaches poll and, you know, uh, some of those things we see in football are aligned. This one does seem to be. Uh, quite a bit different, but uh, this is uh, this is just fun. By the way, compliment whoever's doing your social media. I, I like this on uh, January 9th. It was it was uh, they put some kind of kaleidoscope together with, with one of your hitters, like in all these different. I don't even know how to explain it, but they're doing some good art out there. So, so Glenn, compliment your social media team if you get a chance. I will do that. I appreciate you pointing that out because they're doing an outstanding job. I know Katie Gilmore handles our sports information. I'm not sure exactly uh, who was responsible for that, but I'll pass it along. Okay. I'm kind of liking some of that. What about uh, Shaylin, um, get, you know, Govan getting honored before the season? I, I think there's just a, a huge respect level. Transfers in, immediately becomes just a – a monstrous uh, deep ball threat for you, and 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 really the mo- one of the most feared hitters in the conference. What is somebody like that that's already really good? What can she add to her game, and what what is uh, what what has she been kind of working on even in these early days of practice uh, to to get to where maybe she even takes a uh, a bigger step? She's a student of the game, and she is a special hitter. She's. You got the Ed factor, the, uh, just some natural ability. Uh, she is uh, constantly studying pitchers, and where you see the average hitter go up there and just take what they get. Uh, she's studying pitchers. She's trying to get every advantage possible. You couple that with her talent, Matt, and you know you've got somebody that should be feared. She's got tremendous power. In fact, just before we went on, we do a, a drill at the end of practice called OKC and. Um, a pitcher versus a hitter with a runner at third base just to put it all on the line with pitchers and catchers in one dugout and the rest of the team in the other and try to create a competitive atmosphere. And she hit a, a ball that was about 270 feet and maybe six inches foul. So she's the one you want in the box. But the key this year is we, we have to make sure, since there will be a target on her back for sure, that we have good hitters like uh, – uh, Leah Benford, Emily Hot, uh, you know, Anna Watson, uh, Sydney Clauses. We've got to have those kids really step up their game or, or they won't pitch to her. So uh, I think we have those hitters that are capable and they just need to hit. As Sid did last year, Clauses pretty consistent so that they can make them pay when they do Walker. Well, I love those names, Sid. I remember McKenzie obviously does, you know, has done so many great things. What, what about Orm? Uh, you know, Dari is is someone that just came on and, and and honestly took everybody by storm last year. Not that people weren't aware of her, but she just did some amazing things early in the season. Obviously, by the end, um, had some injury stuff that happened, and you were really up front, and I appreciated that about it, kind of explaining what she had to go through medically. And what, where where is she, and and what is she? Is everything? I mean, obviously, you want to be. I would think early in the season. I don't know if she'll be on a pitch limit or anything like that. But how how do you kind of handle that situation? Uh, because as I remember, I think she had the uh, thoracic syndrome, whatever we call that, uh, uh, surgery where they take that rib and they have to do all that. That's a tough 
that's a tough thing. Where where is she in in her uh, in her rehab, and is she is she full go? And how will you kind of handle her early in the season? So, so Dari is uh, fully released, but in uh, return to play, she didn't pitch today at all. She will next week. Uh, she's throwing bullpens right now and and working her way back. So she will be on a pitch count. I'm not sure where she'll be opening weekend. We're going to protect her for a while and and uh, grow the rest of our staff. But uh, if you remember correctly, we lost Leah Benford in the third weekend. Uh, Aaliyah and, and Orm together combined to beat Oklahoma and give them their only loss. So, uh, you know, we lost Leah, and then we had to pour it on Orm to be competitive. I think had we not lost Benford, then we would have hosted a regional, given us a much better chance at going a little further, obviously, with, with having her. Uh, but we weren't able to manage her pitch count the way we had desired. Um, hopefully this year we'll be able to do that. With uh, And that's the key. That's going to be the key. We have some good arms. Riley Crandall is is going to be an outstanding pitcher. You're going to see her step it up this year. She already looks really good. She's going to be able to take the bulk of it early, and we're going to put it on her shoulders to uh, allow arms some more time to, to rest. But you'll see her early. But she's definitely going to be on some kind of a pitch count so that we can uh, give her time to fully heal and be as strong as she can be once Big 12 comes around. Who Who is uh, – you've got so many engaging, outgoing, funny players. I mean, so in a sense, you, you have several leaders. Um, you know, as you say, you, you start to get, maybe get a couple more seniors here. Is, is, there, is there one unquestioned – leader on this team or is it like a handful of people because i'm always kind of uh i mean it's always very impressive to come to one of your events and hear from everybody and you sort of think well she's the leader wait she's probably the leader um how how is that do you have kind of a handful or are there a couple that really man if they talk everybody stops down what they're doing yeah well, you know, I'm, I want to brag on this team a little bit right now. As, uh, you've coached as long as I have for 30 years almost and 24 here at Baylor. You're going to have every type of uh, culture you can imagine because the players mm-hmm. really determine that culture. And, and this is maybe the best that I've ever had, and that's because of good leadership from – and I'll just throw out some names here. Uh, Orm is a, a tremendous leader, and it's great when you're great at your, one of your top leaders can perform – is pit national pitcher of the year one week last year. She's mm-hmm. beaten some great teams, well respected, and she's she's that. As those old people, you may not remember E.F. Hutton commercials, but when she speaks, people listen. Yeah. Uh, the uh, another one is uh, is Wilson, and she's more of a quiet leader. But you heard her MC the the, the dinner on the the dirt. Uh, she's very well spoken, very intelligent, and uh, very talented. Uh, Shailen Govan and Sydney Colazas. Sydney brings the comedy, but she's a very, very serious about her game. Uh, more, there's some like Emily Hutt that uh, speak loudly with the bat and with their actions, but uh, we've got a good culture and good chemistry, and uh, even Anna Watson is a, a great leader. So we've got a good group of uh, kids that have been here a while and know what the program's about, and they want to defend this, uh, this stadium. Now that's news to me that you indicated uh, Mackenzie Wilson maybe naturally more of an introvert because every time I show up she's either emceeing or she's conducting interviews with other sports and that kind of thing so she's obviously very talented on the mic 
but maybe uh, maybe she's not always reaching for the mic. But that's uh, that's say, interesting. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would say maybe not so much an introvert, but very calculated with her speech and and um, very articulate. Uh, just someone you want, great ambassador for our program and for Baylor for that matter. You know, she's one you want uh, in front of a camera, uh, but uh, but she's probably not the first to speak up. But when she does speak up, um, people listen. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said all that. That's a fun. That's amazing. You've been with Baylor, like you said, 24 years. And you believe this may be, and of course, you know, trips to the the uh, World Series. I mean, this is pr- that's pretty awesome to say. But uh, the culture um, seems uh, to be in, in in a good in a really good place. So that has to be a great feeling. And now we just pray for health and everybody to be fine. And just uh, what what how, how what's the temperature out there today? I was just going to look real quick. Are you, is it did it ever hit forty, or is it in the thirties? <laughs> I haven't checked. I, I know okay. I didn't have enough clothes on at practice. I just uh, <laughs> needed needed one more shirt or something. Well, part of the issue is you kind of got skinny on us, and and uh, not that you weren't already, but you kind of thinned up even more. And I don't know if that was a weight room or just eating right or whatever. And when you have a little more, it does help with some of the uh, the cold weather out there. But, uh, Coach, that was fun. I appreciate you. Cannot wait to be out there and watch this team play. You've got this schedule loaded up like crazy. Scheduling is a very important part of what you all do. Uh, and and you don't uh, hold back on this schedule. And so you got some tough games early. This team will be tested. But as we saw last year, it, you have a chance to get some incredible confidence early in the season, so no problem there. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this today. Always a pleasure, Matt. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in about 21 days, I think, is our is our opener, 20, uh, three weeks from today. Okay, let's have another dinner on the diamond soon. There he goes, Glenn Moore, uh, Baylor softball, and uh, 